Welcome back to another episode of the Inquisitive Mamba Podcast. Max, it's good to have you back on. How's it going? Joe, I missed you last week, man. I know. We had to record alone. So it felt somewhat painful. It kind of felt somewhat not, but it's good to have you back. Did you have a good uh, Thanksgiving weekend? I did, Joe. I uh, had great Thanksgiving on Thursday, then my girlfriend came on Friday and had a fantastic weekend with her. So it's, it's Did been you say girlfriend? Time. Yeah. I didn't know that. Since when? <laughs> oh, I don't know, like a month. Oh my gosh. Wow. Is this, this is the girl that you went to Cleveland with, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. That's awesome. So yeah, we didn't even get a chance to talk about Cleveland. You had a good time there though. Yeah. Yeah. Joe it was a good time. That's awesome. Did you uh, head out and black Friday shopping or any sales like that for no, you? No, Joe, I'm no. not a big shopper. I didn't do any black Friday shopping. I didn't even attempt to. How was your Thanksgiving? Good. Yep. Yep. Got to see family. You know how it goes. Yeah. How about what? You, Joe? I know you went uh, to see your family up North. How was that? Oh my goodness. Don't even get me started. So the time with them was great, but the time up there was insane. So we actually got out of work at three o'clock. Luckily they were really nice to let us go early. They released us like school kids and it took me like seven hours to get there. Normally it's only a three hour drive, but it took me seven because of the traffic. The traffic was so bad. So after you get off the 10, you keep going all the way to all the five, uh, through the canyons. And the shitty part about it was, is there was like three accidents and like three hazards. And now you're going through the Canyon. So you're only going like five miles an hour throughout the entire time with no phone service. So mm -hmm. it was just, it was horrendous. So that, that part of it was terrible. It was really short because I ended up only staying for Thanksgiving day, you know, had Turkey with them, hung out, watched some football, uh, just kind of, you know, hung out. And then I left that night just because I had to work the next morning. So I was like, it was just the best decision. So I left that night. But when I left, it only took me three hours to get home. So other than that, it was a great time. I'm really glad I, really glad I got a chance to see my sister and her husband, my brother-in-law and them. It was, it was really good to see them. We just kind of hung out and just passed the time. And then that was really that. And then I headed nice. back and yeah, then I headed back and the past weekend was, was pretty good. Watched some good college football, FSU, UF. A lot of our friends were bantering back and forth about that. Uh, yeah, it was a good game overall. We'll get into that one there. Some good NFL this past weekend. The Eagles-Bills was a really good one. Chargers-Ravens on Sunday night was good. Last or Monday night's game was a woozy-doozy. What happened, what did I say about a month ago with the Raiders and the Packers? You might need some uh, you draw some, some some stuff to get you through that one there because <laughs> that was terrible. So, But, yeah, overall, I mean, pretty good weekend. Uh, what was the highlight of yours? Uh, FSU winning, baby. Oh yeah. How are you feeling yeah, about this whole, this playoff thing? Because they're back in it now. I, I love it. Uh, are we on the college football playoff top well, four? I know we were AP yes. poll top four. Yes. Yeah, you're okay. four. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, I mean, Georgia, deservedly. Michigan, Georgia, Michigan. Uh, who's three. Why am I drawing a blank here? Um, oh, it's gotta be, um, give me a second. Sorry. Wow. This is embarrassing. It's, um, Washington. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know what I was saying because they're undefeated. Washington and, uh, is three and we're four. Yeah, so it's Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Oregon. Now, this could all change this weekend when because Louisville plays FSU and Oregon will play Washington Dude. in the Pac-12 championship again. So I don't see how Washington beat who who are they playing? Who is that? Who are Washington they playing? is Washington is three. Well, Washington plays Oregon this Friday, but Washington is three because they beat Oregon they, earlier in the season. Who did they just beat? They, last Washington. Week? Washington just beat Washington State. The Apple, yeah. the Apple, uh, Washington Apple State. They're terrible, and they won by three points. They almost lost the game. Yeah, they're they ranked beat... three over us. Is is well, ridiculous. Because, 
Well, because they beat Oregon in the beginning of this earlier in the year. Like That's a quarter century ago. You guys beat LSU the very first game of the season. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It's all about this weekend. You'll see what the product is out there. So, but yeah, we'll see Oregon, Washington. Uh, I mean, I think where we're at right now, if we win against Louisville, it's going to be hard not to put you guys it'd be in. hard not put, not to put us in Washington. Right. It'd be really hard for them to win against Oregon again. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, going to be a very tough game I for think them after this, this, la- this past week. Uh, I think we're we're in a good place. Yeah, I mean it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how I mean Tate, it's Tate Rodemaker, his his health because I know he got hurt during that Florida game. Is he going to be good to go this weekend? I have not heard. I have not heard. I still, I mean, I, you know what? I think you guys can ride the pine with Trey Benson and Jared Verse. Those are two really good players right there. Those are your two best players. I think you guys will yeah. be just fine. I mean, Louisville didn't. They just lost to Kentucky. I don't know yep. if you saw that. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, Louisville lost to Kentucky 38 to 31. So not a good thing for us, actually. So why? Because we want Louisville at their best. We want that's true. We want we would <clears throat> rather have undefeated Louisville to go against to go beat. We don't want that a bad true. Louisville team. We we need all the strength we can get to get into this uh into this playoff. Yeah, I agree. That's fair. Well, let's get into the NFL. What was the uh, highlight for you from the NFL this past weekend? Uh not watching the Bengals. How was that for you? Were you just like in disarray? I didn't even watch. Really? I'm done. I'm done. They're, like, uh. they're, we're, 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 we're screwed. Yeah. We're, it's over. Like, Did you see the Jamar Chase catch though with the mouth guard? Nope. Damn. Oh, wow. I didn't so see anything. I'm, I'm boycotting the Bengals for the rest of the season. It's BB, over. Maybe like, boycotting I'm, the BTB. Like, I, I do have some opinions, even though I didn't watch the game though. Yeah. Uh, I think AJ McCarron needs to be given a chance. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> AJ McCarron had some pretty good games in the uh, XFL. I know he was he was balling out. Yeah, uh, he's he's a veteran. He's been around for a long time. So I I think I mean Jake Browning is now zero and two. What what does it hurt to give AJ McCarron a right. chance? Yeah. Why so not? what do you, what do you think about this one here though? You you might this might ruffle your feathers a little bit. Zach Taylor's four twenty eight and one without Joe Burrow. What are your thoughts? It doesn't surprise me at all. So we seem to have some questionable play calling as it is. So they're not going to fire him. But like, what are your whole thoughts about this? Like just four twenty eight and one? Like, how are you feeling about this? Because like, it's pretty alarming when you ask me. I mean, yeah, of course, it's Joe Burrow's, a, you know, generational talent type QB. He's a very special player. But when your coach is four twenty eight and one without your star QB, you know, it's, it's I mean, raises some questions. I, I think I think. I mean, teams in general don't do good without their star quarterback. Like schemes are built around. If you have a star quarterback, schemes are yeah. built around that that star quarterback and him him playing above average. So yeah. So I don't know. You you can't really fault him for not. We we don't have good backups. There's not that many good starters no. in the league, let alone good backups. So it's, right. it's hard to win a game with a backup quarterback as it is, especially in that division too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about this one here, though. Chargers Brandon Staley will be fired at the end of the season, barring a miracle. Well, it's about time, Chargers fans. Remember, we had this conversation this this past offseason, even when they lost to the Jaguars in the the wild. This has been going on. This is like it's like a repeated offender. It's 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 going to happen like he needs to go like it's about time. Mm -hmm. My biggest thing with Brandon Staley, right, is you have all of this talent on this L.A. Chargers team. Justin Herbert, Derwin James, Joey Bosa. 
Khalil Mack. Yeah, okay. Sometimes, right, in the NFL, just because the team looks good on paper doesn't mean they translate to on the field. It doesn't matter. You are the head coach of this team. You've been given multiple opportunities. You've been given multiple chances. You should have been fired after the wild card game, and now they're four and seven. They'll probably go to Foxborough and win this week, and that's a free spot on the bingo board for anybody. It doesn't matter. But the point is, is with that talented of offense, you can't just score 10 points against the Ravens. I don't care how good their defense is. You have a you have a t potential top five QB. Some people, you know, because you say he's slipping and stuff. The problem is, is Brandon Staley has to go. Your team is way too talented for this to continue to happen week in and week mm -hmm. out. And then you're given attitude and flack at the presser. You're going to still continue to call the defensive plays. Okay, that's fine, but you got to go out there and, you, and your players have to produce. You have talent out there. It's really frustrating. You're, it's like almost like they're wasting Justin Herbert's career. He's 30 and 31 throughout his entire career. Right? Like the, like yeah, something's got to give, dude. Yeah. Something's got to give. You've got the players and then you're not winning games. It's time for the coach to go. It's it's tough because in so many situations in the NFL, Max, throughout the years, that teams are just begging for their cute for their team to draft a good quarterback. Oh my God, we've been missing that quarterback. Like all those years, New England had Brady; they never had to worry about the quarterback. Rodgers in Green Bay, and we've seen the production level of QB slipping throughout these past few years. Obviously, since Brady retired, Breeze retired, Peyton Manning. That's a whole other topic. But the point here is, is you have Justin Herbert, who is a very very good quarterback. Some people don't want to put him elite. I'm going to put him in that category. Yes, he's hasn't been played great as of late, but the point is, is you have the QB. You, you, you're missing the coach in certain situations. You don't think you're going to be missing the the coach. You sometimes you have the Q, you have the coach, but you don't have the QB. You have all the pieces, and it's just sad for Chargers fans because they moved from San Diego to LA and they have this talented roster and they can't do anything with it. Like we week in and week out, you're paying all these guys all this big money and nothing is translating. You went out and signed J.C. Jackson from New England. He did. He had a cup of coffee there, and he split, and he didn't do anything. It's like it's it's frustrating, man. Just as an NFL watching NFL fan watching the Chargers. So, yeah, it's it's, time. it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. And it's time go ahead. for them to go. Well, the thing too is, is the last point I'll make about the Chargers here is okay, fine. You're gonna get you're gonna fire Brandon Staley. That you know potentially the rumors of Bill Belichick. I don't think now that I'm thinking about it, when I really think about it, I don't think the best decision for Bill Belichick would be to go to the Chargers because I think you need a young offensive mind for Justin Herbert. I know Kellen Moore is a great offensive coordinator. You can promote him. I mean, that's probably what's going to happen. They're gonna relieve Staley and Kellen Moore will take over. But the the guy from the Lions there. Uh, ben Johnson would be would be perfect for them, but I don't know. I, I just it, my hands are up in the air at this point with the Chargers. You're too talented of a team to be four and seven at this point. You should. There's no business you being four and seven. This is why the Broncos traded a first round pick for for Sean Payton. This is why. This is why coaching matters. <laughs> the Broncos have made. Speaking of the Broncos, they have yeah. turned it around big time. They have been balling. Yeah, but I know how you're not the biggest Russell Wilson guy, and I Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson. He's a fraud. I, I know you don't like Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has played good. He hasn't played exceptionally well, but Cortland Sutton has helped him out a lot. He it's it's been a it's been a big turnaround for them. But their defense is playing good too. And you know what? Kind of goes back to your point from a few weeks ago. The play calling for the Broncos is they're balancing it out, right? They're also they're running the ball. They're they're throwing the ball. Like they're doing a lot of mix and matching. They're not just they're not relying on Russ so heavily as they were in the past. Mm -hmm. So, but. Yeah, the, the whole Chargers thing with Brandon Staley is just it just really makes me upset. Have you seen the recent uh, buzz with Tommy DeVito in the NFL? He's been he's been <laughs> on fire, Joe. I love to oh see my it. I mean, the, the Giants, the Giants. I mean, we're just a depressing, terrible franchise to watch. They, it's it's fun to see some uh, energy in the in in the uh, 
in uh in New York with with Tommy DeVito. It's he's, so he's funny. Most New York, it's like the a New Yorker leading the New York Giants is the best New York Giants story you could possibly have. It's like, like Lynn Sanity 2.0. Yep. It, it's it so it, it's so funny and you know, he's not the greatest QB, but it's a fun it's a fun story and you see I've seen all these social media clips, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, and the owners of these restaurants like Tommy Cutlets can come into my restaurant anytime he wants. Anytime. It's like it's too funny. And it's like you said his family lives right down the road from the stadium 12 miles. So Saquon Barkley loves it. He's like, Tommy Cutlets, Tommy Cutlets in the clip I saw. It's too funny, man. It's it a, it's a, it's a great like story. The most New York, New Yorker. Like he's, <laughs> he's got the haircut. He literally everything. be the face of New York. He's got the haircut and everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. Is, it's hilarious. Great, great look for the New Yorkers. Great look for the New Yorkers. How about this one, though? Can the Bills still make the playoffs? Well, I'm going to tell you their, their schedule here for the remaining part of the season. Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins. All those are tough games, minus the Patriots, and it's a divisional game. I'm sure they'll give them a, a somewhat tough a game, tough tough game. But man, that is a schedule and a half right there. What are your thoughts? I think I mean it's hard to count out the Bills. Like Josh Allen, like has his yeah. highs and his lows, but it's I, I I mean I can't see them not making at least. A, I, I I feel like they'll have a chance going into week 17. So they have the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Chargers, Patriots, and Dolphins. You know that ch- Chiefs game next w- or after their bye week is going to be a bloodbath. You oh, lose yeah. that. I you lose wait. that. You're probably toast. Yeah. Ha- well, I think you. I, I think, think at this point you have to win out. If you don't win out, you have to be 10 and 7 at least. What's their record? They're 6 and 6. 6 and 6. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh... Yeah. Six and That's six. Hard it's hard to say. Yeah, they, they they have a chance of beating the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Uh, I, I would like to say they'll make the playoffs. They're going to be. Ooh. I would say they they've got the they've got the Patriots. They've got the Chargers. Chargers uh, aren't going to be an easy game, though. You know that. No, I know. That's the thing. These are all tough. I mean, the rest of their season. They're all, they're they're, all they're, tough games. Yeah. yeah. I'm supposed to be going to the. Well, for my sake, I want them to be at least in in wild card contention going into Week 18 because I'm oh, supposed, supposed to be going to, go? to the Bills Dolphins game, and it would be real shame if it was a meaningless game. Oh, you going to the? Oh, that'd be in Miami. Hmm. I gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's very tough because those those games right there just kind of put you into a in a bind. You're like, uh, like you're six and six. Like it's not like you're you know, seven and five, <laughs> you're not eight, you know, you're not eight and four. Like you're, you're, they're in a tough, they're in a tough position here though. I don't know. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the bills do not make the playoffs. And some people may say it's a hot take, but those games are going to be tough. And from what I've seen, unless they can miraculously fix what they've been missing in these past few games. I mean, the Eagles game was a great game. I mean, that was like a sumo matchup, like just, just that feel. I mean, the, the bills can match up with really anyone, but can you win the game? Can you finish? Yeah. You had, you, had, you know, we'll get into the Eagles and the Bills. You had the time, you had the chance in overtime there. Alan missed Diggs. Oh, you know, I watched that back last night. So uh, Alan missed Dave, excuse me. Uh, Diggs kind of runs an out route and Gabe Davis kind of runs a post route. And Josh and him were just on the, they're just not on the same page. And I was just like, oh my gosh, you probably would have won. You would have won the game because it would have been a walk-off touchdown. Yep. So 
I don't know. How about this one, though? Notable injuries on MetLife since 2020 because the NFL and the fans and the players have been super upset about the whole turf thing. Jalen Phillips tore his Achilles this past Friday on Black Friday against the Jets. Notable injuries on since 2020 at MetLife. Nick Bosa, Aaron Rodgers, Sterling Shepard, Cal Fuller, Garoppolo, Raheem Mostert, Wando Robinson, Solomon Thomas, Jabril Peppers, and Jalen Phillips. I mean, it's right there. It kind of shows no you how Saquon many players. Did you say Saquon? I did not say Saquon, no. He's mm-hmm. not been injured in MetLife? No, he got he got injured uh, in Chicago. Oh, wow. Anyways, but these are the notable injuries. Raheem Moser said, we've got to do something about this turf. Something has to change. Remember we had this conversation a few months ago? Mm-hmm. Why? Okay, the NFL is so concerned and focused on I don't know how the NFLPA hasn't, hasn't negotiated to get that fixed. That, I, I mean, don't know either. It's obviously millions of dollars for the teams to get grass, but... You have the money, do it. Yeah, they have the money. If you want to save these some of these players' careers, Javon Helen, since being in the since being in the league, I've heard that field is trash. Actually, last week when I when I recorded alone, I uh, showed a thing where NFL players. Did you see from the Athletic where the NFL players voted on like the the best player, the worst field, the worst fans? Mm-hmm. The Jets and the Giants were the worst field. Well, go figure. Look what happened this past week, this past Friday. Jalen Phillips got hurt towards Achilles on a non-contact injury on turf. The pro- it shows you right there. The NFL needs to get rid of turf. It's week mm-hmm. in, week out. It's tiring to watch these players get hurt. The players that you love to watch, you pay money to go see these players, and you can't have grass? Why do we have to have turf? There's no reason to have turf. You've seen all the injuries continuing to happen. Another injury that wasn't at MetLife a few years ago was Julian Edelman when he had the non-contact injury in preseason against the Lions when he tore his ACL. So this is not a new thing. This has been occurring for years. It's time to fix it. I agree. How about this one, though? The NFL sets Thanksgiving Day record with 34.1 million average viewers across three games. You caught any of those games, right? Yeah. What was your what was the your favorite one that you watched out of all three? I know the Cowboys Commanders was a snooze fest. The first one was was eh, decent, and then the last one was just a blowout. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind. I mean, I didn't mind the Cowboys game. It was good to see high high scoring on a game that I didn't care about. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. You just see touchdowns. It's fun to watch when you're looking up from your dinner and you see another touchdown. Yeah. Way better than seeing ten seven when you get a game it's nothing to do with you. Yeah, I actually bet. I bet on the Commanders Cowboys game. I lost that one. I took the underdog. I and then the the third game was the Niners and the Seahawks. I actually took the Niners minus seven, and they just completely dismantled the Seahawks. I mean, that was going to be a tough game for the Seahawks on a short week. Geno Smith bad elbow. The Niners are really hot right now. They're back to full strength. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah. the first game was was surprising. My my little cousin Jake bet on the uh, the Cowboys uh, the Cowboys spread Commanders uh, under. Oh, and it went over. It went way over. by a mile. Yeah, it was forty-five yeah, was, to ten. Uh, I was making fun of him. He was not happy. About that. <laughs> How about this though, Jordan Love on Thanksgiving? Woo-hoo! Remember, remember all that talk. People are starting. Yeah. People are starting to say, "Oh my God, Jordan Love! He's finally coming in. He's finally coming out. He's finally coming to play." Mm-hmm. It takes time. It does. So, we're we're anyways, talking about it. Yeah. Anyways, Bills Eagles recap. You watched that game? Uh, I did not. Oh man, that was that was probably that was a game for the ages. I feel like now with the Eagles, I mean, it's just must see TV, especially 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 Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. But this game was, I mean, just popcorn all the way through. I mean, the Stephon Diggs missed uh, play um, inter- interference call. 
the um the touchdown at the end there the Jalen Hurts QB draw that won them the game the Josh Allen missed touchdown to day uh to uh, Gabe Davis it's crazy offensively Woo. it just looks like the Bills were out playing the the, they were. the Eagles like yeah 500 total yards Jalen Hurts had 33 passing yards in the first half. Second half was a total different story, but Josh Allen finished the game with 20, 29 to 51, 339, 339 passing yards, two touchdowns and a pick. He also finished with nine carries for 81 yards and two touchdowns. Josh Allen outplayed Jalen Hurts in the Eagles Bills Eagles Bills games. You can't sit here and tell me he didn't. Jalen Hurts prevailed at the end there. The big QB draw. He was he was big in clutch moments, but Josh Allen touchdowns. Josh Allen outplayed Jalen Hurts in that game. You can't sit here and tell Jalen me Hurts differently. Had five total touchdowns. Yeah. He was, oh my God, he was how many fantasy points did he have? He had uh what he he had two what do you have? Two rushing and three passing? Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Jalen Hurts had a great game in OT. Should he be up for the MVP? Do you remember when we were talking about this like a month ago? I was like, Jalen Hurts could potentially creep into this MVP conversation because the Eagles are gonna have the record and he's put he's putting it on full display. And now he's actually the favorite to win the MVP. And if they finish out the season the way I'm thinking they will, probably 15 and 2, 14 and 3, there's no reason why he wouldn't get MVP. Yeah, at this point if they're if they're 14 at 15 and 2 i can't see who else is getting it but this game this weekend though eagles and the niners that'll be a good game oh it's gonna I, be a great game what i'm more pissed off about is that it's not on sunday night it's on it's america's game of the week it's on fox so that's what i'm a little bummed out about of course the chiefs and the packers have to be on sunday night it's not aaron Rodgers versus mahomes it's jordan love versus mahomes why can't we get the eagles and the niners on sunday night primetime this is what we wanted Oh, I was like, mm, but it'll be a good game. It, everyone will be able to watch it. It's going to be a great one, though. But, you know, the the trash talk, I love it. The players leading up to it. Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown talking trash. Son Reddick talking trash. Did you see that, that this past week, these players talking mm-hmm. trash and stuff? I like it. You got to build it up for the game. But, I mean, yeah, it's it's big implications of the playoffs because, you know, I mean, the one seed is technically on the line because if the Eagles do lose this, they'll drop a game and then the Niners will be only a game back. But, I just want to see these two teams meet in the playoffs so they can settle their beef because this regular season is cool. It's fun. It's still a regular season game, but playoffs is, is when I yes, would really like to good. see these two. Yeah, exactly. So did you see this one though? Bill's defensive tackle goes at Eagles fan. Jordan Phillips get in the face. He got in the face um, after the game, after basically being chirped after the Eagles uh, beat the Bills. Did you see that? I did not see that. I just, it's, it's always amazing to me that, that people will be chirping on the sidelines and not expect to be to right. receive them back. It's like, dude, what do you expect? They, they hear it all day. But this one here though, with the, the main part about it, which I, you know, as a, you know, just a, a person watching the NFL all these years and just giving my opinion about it. I understand when a player gets upset, when a fan, you know, throws shade at them. Okay. You call you say, I suck, or I'm not a good player. You missed the tackle, but, when you bring somebody's family into it, it's totally different. That's crossing a line. And he said that uh, claims that Eagles fans were threatening him and his family. I mean, that's a bit much. That, that's, that's why people are, get upset at Eagles fans. That's why they have a bad rap because of what they say. I, I mean, you see it week in and week out. So it's like that's what led to this reaction in the viral video. I love the crowd. I love Rowdy fans. It makes the game fun. But one thing I'm not going to tolerate is – someone threatening me or my family this is a line that shouldn't be crossed he's 100 percent right eagles fans mm-hmm. have to do better if you want to be respected as a franchise as a fan base for the way how good your team is you can't be doing this kind of stuff and this is the kind of stuff that makes people mad and i mean i don't know i just think that it's just it's not called for you know so 
But yeah, I mean, there was a lot to that game. The you, I know you didn't get a chance to see it, but the Eagles uh, kicker Jake Elliott kicked the fifty-nine yarder. Jalen Hurts and Brandon Graham's reaction, same with Kelsey, they were just like they had like no emotion on their face at all. Like they know how good their kicker is, and it was just like, dang. Don't even care about a fifty-nine yarder. I did yeah, see that in the rain, like bad weather, like just completely just nails it right down Broadway. Like impressive. I was just that I was in. I was like, wow. Brandon Graham knew Jalen Hurts will win this game for the Eagles. He told Bills during the game, we about to win this shit. You must not know Jalen Hurts. They're start, we're starting to see week in and week out, and the players already know this, but the, what, what Jalen Hurts is putting out there. And But I think Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback. I don't think he's better than Josh Allen, though. And I'm, 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 maybe I'll go out on a limb. I think Josh Allen's a better overall player. Max, Jalen Hurts has so much talent around him. That offensive line, that receiving core, even his running back room, even – I mean – the defense, we know that their secondary is kind of weak, but their front seven's pretty damn solid. So, mm-hmm. Jalen, as long as Jalen Hurts doesn't make any mistakes, it's going to be hard for them to lose any type of games. Yeah, no, they are. I mean, they are just a stacked, stacked team. They were down. They were down seventeen to seven in the Chiefs game on Monday night, and then re, 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 repeated. Excuse me, the Eagles Bills game, and they were down 17, 17 to seven after halftime, and they came back and won that game. So it's like it's almost like they're the comeback kids. Yeah. It's, it's it's insane. But there was some controversy during that game. The refs, the NFL refs. What are we doing here, guys? Did you see the the horse collar on Josh Allen? Did you see the clip of that or no? Mm-mm. You might have to pull that one up. Some people were saying that they they got the right call because Josh Allen is still inside the tackle box and and the defensive player can actually grab him down by the horse collar if he's technically still inside the tackle box. And they Josh Allen got called intentional grounding for that play. So when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I mean, maybe they, maybe they got, they got that one right, but there was a lot of other calls. And then also Josh Allen had the big flop at the end there on Brandon Murrow. Brandon Murrow kind of just bumped into Josh Allen and he that's inside the tackle box. Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't call horse collar for that. There's no way. There's no way you can tackle somebody on the horse collar inside the tackle box though. I, I, I agree, but they called, they called, uh, they didn't call it. There's no way that's a rule that you're allowed to tackle somebody behind the back or on the horse collar. Let me look it up. A horse collar. Maybe, maybe it's outside the tackle box. Maybe I got it confused, but if, there's no way you nowhere you can legally tackle someone with a horse collar. Nowhere. Yeah. How, here it is. Here it is. However, it must be noted that the player is either a runner in the tackle box or quarterback who is in the pocket. They don't receive horse collar protection. Yep. Yeah. That's why they didn't call it. So the reason why they didn't call the Josh Allen penalty was, or the potential penalty was because he's still inside the tackle box. It's yes. It says it right here. No players. Yeah. Well, he's most definitely not. He's, he's definitely not inside inside the tackle box. The tackle. I know, but, but that's, that's the rule though. Dude, he's, he's this five yards not... outside the right tackle. Yep. But this does, I know, but I'm just saying, this is why they, they said they didn't call it because of that. So I agree. It should have been a horse collar, but the refs missed it per usual. So he got called for intentional grounding instead. And that was just abysmal. Yeah. And second goal. That's ugly. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that, that that's lead, just, what did that lead to a field goal? Yes. Wow. Actually, if it, if they led to a field goal, but I think they might've been blocked or they missed it. He Brandon, uh, uh, um, the, um, Bills kicker Bass, uh, Tyler, it's Tyler Bass, right? Yeah, he he missed two field goals. One got blocked, and um, yeah, he missed two field goals. One got blocked, and he missed the other one. So, but 
Yeah, I mean, it was a good game overall. It was just a lot of, you know, controversy to that. But these refs week in and week out, like these NFL refs have to figure out. And my biggest thing, Max, with these NFL refs is I think these NFL refs need to be held accountable for their actions, right? If you're making these huge mistakes, you should be sat in a room and say, hey, these mistakes you're making are costing these teams games. Like you can't keep making these mistakes. Like these are blatantly out there for these refs to keep making these. Like it's, it's right there, right? Yeah, I mean, I on plays like that that are so blatant it should really should really allow it should be allowed to be called in that that needs to be overturned there was another one too the Stefan Diggs uh pass interference Darius Slight completely blatantly pass interference them and the refs completely missed that one as well so like this wasn't the first time throughout this game this this like occurred a lot throughout the game and people were just like the Eagles this kind of goes back to a few weeks ago when the Eagles played the Dolphins and there was what not 10 missed penalties and they didn't call any of them on them yeah it seems like the refs like might have a ten of an affinity for the Eagles. Seems that way. Here's the here's the roughing the passer play on Josh Allen. You can pull it up if you want. Uh, Brandon Murrow kind of just bumps into Josh Allen, and Josh Allen kind of just basically flops. And when this happened, X, they did their business, and they pulled up a highlight reel of Josh Allen flopping. Flopping, yep. I flopping saw all throughout that. The game. Yeah. You know who Josh Allen kind of reminds me of? And I saw this comparison a month ago on TikTok and people were just like flaming this guy. But this guy, I think, hit it perfectly. Josh Allen is like the Luka Doncic of the NFL. They both cry about calls. They're both extremely talented. They can't win in big moments. And that's how it is. I I think that comparison makes a whole lot of sense. When you think about it, they both flop. They They both ask for every single call. They cry when it doesn't go their way. And they can't win in big moments. I'll leave you with that. So, but yeah, there was just a lot from that game and it was just, uh, it was just an interesting Speaking one. Of, uh, What's up? Luka Doncic. Do you see Mark, uh, Mark Cuban sold yeah. his uh, yeah. majority stake? Yeah. Did you also see Mark Cuban uh, is leaving Shark Tank after 16 seasons? Yeah. What the hell is he doing, dude? Uh, I don't know. And maybe he's just going, maybe he's just wanting to chill at this point. Maybe he's tired of all the controversy and all this stuff. He doesn't want anything towards his name anymore. Start- loved the the Mavs more than anything yeah I mean I guess but he's he made his money so much fun owning it he bought him for what 285 million yeah something like that so I mean I don't know I mean they yeah I I agree with you on that one but maybe he's he's figures and like what is maybe, this Miriam Adelson doing buying it what is she I, I mean her her husband no, was super rich and she just no like no clue how about this one, though? This is cool for you because you're a big camera guy. Pacers allowed Colts Kenny Moore to go behind the camera and work for them during an NBA game. This is a dream I had in college. I wanted to travel on the world and take pictures at the sporting events. So Kenny Moore, the Colts defensive back, got a chance to be at the Pacers game, and he got a chance to take pictures and kind of be there. That was pretty cool. Really? That's awesome. That sounds yeah, fun. I thought That's that one. Cool. Did you catch any like of that? A, Vikings? Lot of, a lot of athletes go into photography after their, their careers. Um, what's his name? Uh, uh, for Randy the Bengals. Johnson and and uh, – and, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. are both yeah. photographers. But there's a player from there was a player from the Bengals uh that was taking pictures for them. Yeah, Giovanni Bernard. Yes, Giovanni Bernard. Perfect. Yes. Yep. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not an easy profession. You know that. So yeah. like get, leaving the NFL and making uh, your it's money. It's a lot in easier it. when you have millions of dollars of uh NFL contract money to hold you over while you're while you're taking the pictures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. Like they're just letting him like, you know, kind of slide in is, you know, just but anyways, did you catch any of that Vikings Bears game? No. Oh, oh my I mean, gosh. 
it's sad to see, but every every underdog story like Josh Dobbs has to come yeah. to an end. Like we yeah. saw, we saw Fitz Magic a couple years ago where he was yep. on a historic hot streak, and then that just all crumbled apart really quickly. Yeah, we saw it. I mean, we've seen it with every underdog. Remember Brock Osweiler when he was he was a yeah. he came in and then he 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 had a, like three or four good <laughs> games, got a massive contract, and then just sunk for forever. Like you, it's going to happen to Tommy DeVito next. Tommy DeVito is <laughs> public enemy number one, like by the end of the season. So yeah, he's fun to watch for for now, and it's it's good to ride the high. But the the lows yeah. come just as quick. The same. It, this doesn't have to do with quarterback play, but this kind of goes back to the Raiders these past few weeks. They're starting to slip. The loss of the Dolphins mm-hmm. and the Chiefs. They're five and seven now. You're starting to see. And I'm not a Raiders hater, but like I'm being realistic. Like I didn't think they were going to do anything. I mean, it's fun. It's cool. You know, new high energy coach. But you know, so but. How about this one though? Vikings legend Jared Allen says team must move on from Kirk Cousins ASAP. So we know Josh Jobs is hurt. It's actually kind of funny because Kirk Cousins and Josh Jobs have the same agent. And he said that with would you blow your Achilles at this point in your career? I mean, I think it's a young man's game. It's going that way, Allen said. I don't know that you can invest much money to keep him, to be honest. I don't think it's any bearing on his ability, but you're going to come off an injury, you can't pay him. It's just a no-brainer. You can't pay him. I'm sorry, Kirk. What did you think about that? Yeah, that's I mean, that's insane especially after what are their other options like Kirk Cousins I mean he's top I mean he's a top 15 quarterback yeah like week in and week out so those don't come around every day so what what are your options what what are they what's your next option you're gonna keep Josh Dobbs he's gonna throw four picks (laughs) right like I mean he's fun to watch of course but he he has not had a single game that is just like he's fun to run but he's not a He's not no. The, the, he's not a franchise quarterback. No, he's a he's a good, fun backup QB. Like we, you know, we're finally starting to see the real Josh Jobs that we saw in Tennessee, the journeyman that we saw in Cleveland. He had that fun, you know, very short, short stint in Arizona. Cleveland traded him. We're start we're seeing the full product of what we get from Josh Jobs. This is why NFL quarterbacks that get paid a lot of money, and these are the reason why that some quarterbacks don't do so well. This is why, like Jalen Hurts, Mahomes. Lamar, like there's very few quarterbacks that can get you to the promised land. And this is, this is it. This is kind of what shows you like a backup quarterback, a couple of weeks are going to play good. A couple of weeks are going to play bad. There goes the inconsistency that we've seen all throughout these years. And we're finally starting to see. And Kevin O'Connell said after the game, you know, we're going into our bye week. We'll evaluate everything, you know, coming into the table because obviously Justin Jefferson's coming back. They're going to do everything they can to keep him happy. Gosh, that could be an absolute disaster. Justin Jefferson, Max coming back up to the bye week and Josh Jobs doesn't get him the ball. Oof, he'll be throwing his helmet on the sideline and oof. but yeah it was a rough game for uh fields and uh josh jobs fields didn't even throw a touchdown so but nfl fantasy the end of josh jobs cinderella story after vikings lost to bears yeah i mean I, I think that that makes total sense though have you ever did you see this one though on, on i saw this one on x kyler gordon the uh defensive back for the chicago bears got got a face mask penalty because his face mask got ripped off his face mask broke in the game and he got a penalty for for a 15 yard penalty it goes back to the refs again did you see that nope so he took the helmet off to check face mask damage the refs gave him a 15 yard penalty what the hell is he supposed to do <laughs> my helmet is completely in, in disarray and you're going to give me a penalty for this yeah what is wrong with these refs and, and then the rule i to be fair that's the rule like they, they i sometimes i get it but that's just bad like that's just the rule you can't take your helmet off his face mask is broken. His, his face mask is completely broken. Like there's nothing he can do. It's their job to to operate within the rules, and that's the rule. Come on, 
that's that's the rule dude oh my like, gosh there, there's it's if that's the rule but if if he if he took his helmet off and they didn't call it the other team would be just as pissed that they didn't call him for taking his helmet off what is he supposed to do in that situation his face mask is Walk broken off the field he can't see he can't see his face mask is broken it's did you see the clip you're telling me that he couldn't find his way to the sideline, Joe. I don't know. <laughs> Joe, walk off the field. I know. I'm just see- saying, I, I agree. Like, there should yeah. be common sense rules in football, but if it comes to common sense, it's just going to create more hazard, like more pain for the fans. I agree. Because the, the, what's common sense to some people is not common sense to others. So they, it, the, it's the ref's jobs to follow the rules and the players to do the same. And when that is as cut and dry as don't take your helmet off on the field, you got to, you got to do that. Common sense, Thomas Paine. Fine. I'll give it to you. <laughs> Anyways, I get, I get like controversy over, over like, like bang, bang plays like, yeah. or missing a call, like a horse collar. But mm-hmm. when the rule is as it doesn't get much easier than making the call of don't take your helmet off on the field. Somebody takes their helmet off on the field. The ref, that's the easiest call the ref ever has to make. And the most cut and dry, the one that we should be most accepting of. Yeah. The, there's no, there's no like, there's no verbiage in the rule book that, that makes that a confusing call. It's take your helmet off on the field. You get a penalty. Do I think that should be the rule? No, but it yes. is. Yeah. So he took his helmet off because his face mask was broken and the play was over. And he's basically, yeah, he's yelling. His face mask is, like, completely broken. And they, they gave him a penalty for it. There you go. So, anyways, Frank Reich fired by the Carolina Panthers. One in ten start. Did you see this? I'm sure you did. Yeah, Frank yep. Reich for the Panthers. The Frank, good. one in ten start to the season. And, I mean, you could say good, but what's gonna, nothing's going to change until it's off season. Yeah. I mean... The Panthers also the, the 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 team is in shambles. Like they need a, a complete rebuild. You, did did you see what Frank Reich actually wanted? C.J. Stroud, and so did Josh McCown, and Tepper wanted wanted Bryce Young. Also really? leaving the locker room. Yeah, leaving the locker room on Sunday. Te- David Tepper shook his head and yelled, "F bleep." So in the case of the Panthers, however, Reich's departure reinforced the narrative. Terror. There's just a lot of dysfunction in the locker room. This is not the first time that this has happened with Te- with Tepper under un- under as uh, as the owner of the team. So I mean, this is he, Tepper on what he's looking for in a new head coach. I would like someone to be here twenty to thirty years. I'd like to have, to have someone say the eulogy at my funeral in thirty years. Okay, maybe forty years. Well, you've already fired four head coaches. So what are you even trying to say here? This makes no sense. This the problem with these NFL owners, especially this this guy here, David Tepper in Carolina, he wants overnight success. He thinks, oh, I'm going to draft Bryce Young from Alabama. Oh, my gosh, he's going to be this amazing product right away. You have nobody on the team to surround him with. There's You have no personnel. What is Bryce Young supposed to do? Yes, he is. it's been ugly. It's been really bad to watch. They're 1-10. in 10. But there was a play that the, the Panthers called against the Titans on uh, the last game of the uh, last game this past Sunday. It was 4th and 6. They called a screen. On 4th and 6, you call a wide receiver screen. What the hell is that supposed to do? Any quarterback or any, any coach with a brain or coordinator, you would throw the ball down the field. Why the hell are you going to give the defense an opportunity to come into your backfield with a wide receiver screen? What point does that do? I was just, I, I saw that and I was like, this, this, this is why you're one in 10. This is why you're not a good team because you're play calling the guys around you. 
And it's, I mean, they're going to one and 10. Hell, they'll probably finish one and 16. I don't see what, I don't see how they're going to win another game. <laughs> so Panthers owner, David Tepper said that the team was originally going to draft CJ Stroud following a trade for the number two pick, but that trade fell through. Remember when we were talking about this, we were at busters and we were hanging out and we were talking like, Oh my God, they're probably going to draft CJ Stroud. Oh my God. They're probably going to draft CJ Stroud. But you know what, Max, I don't care how good CJ Stroud is. I don't care how good a QB is. If you have nobody around him, I don't care. How, however you think, oh, he can elevate their te- teammates, like just how C.J. Stroud is doing in Houston. C.J. Stroud wouldn't have been able to elevate the, his teammates here either. They have nothing. At least in Houston, he's got a, a solid run game. you got a decent offensive line, a pretty good offensive line. you got Laramie Tunzel, who's one of the best tackles in the NFL. Titus Howard is a good uh, player on their offensive line. Um, uh, Tank Dell was a good draft, but yes, yeah, C.J. Stroud has elevated him. Dalton Schultz is a solid tight end for the Cowboys. At least he's got something to work with. You throw him, you throw him in Carolina – and you don't draft Bryce Young, let's just say we might be having the same conversation here. Now, I know it shoulda, woulda, coulda, but we might be having the same conversation here. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, they, they, the Panthers are not in a good place. No. He did later add Bryce Young was near unanimously, unanimously favored by the staff in the front office. Bryce Young was your guy. Now, this is my thing, too, here. I was talking to my dad uh, yesterday about this. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'll finish up to you. I think... Uh... The, the Panthers are in an especially bad place too because they've got say that Bryce Young is is a good quarterback. Yeah. You've got the quarterback now that you're going to stick with for at least the next three years. Yep. You're going in with a really high draft pick, but you've got where do you put that draft pick? It's not like it's not like the the like it's way better to have a good team and a really bad quarterback and then draft a quarterback really high. Yeah. Like like if you can put the pieces together and then you get the quarterback, but now you have the quarterback and you have this high draft pick to get what, uh, like you want it. I mean, you want to, usually those picks are for quarterbacks, but you're going right. to get, maybe you'll get uh, a receiver. You'll get something, but the, there, what, what does it, what does a receiver do? You still have a terrible offensive line. You still have yep. this terrible defense. You're like, they could get Marvin Harrison or something. Like, yeah. So, a Where do you take, go with that? Yeah, a few takeaways about the Carolina Panthers, right? The, the first one here I'll make is the big question is that the Panthers didn't make the mistake of passing on CJ Stroud as Frank Young, Frank Reich fired today. He did, this is Tepper here. He did later add that Bryce Young was near unanimously favored by the staff in the front office. I said this just previously. I was talking to my dad about this on the way to work yesterday. All of this is coming out at this time. Why would you drop this right now in the middle of the season? Would you have your quarterback, Bryce Young? What does this do to his confidence? right? Like what does this do to a young quarterback's confidence? Yes. He had a great career at Alabama. We're in the NFL now. Why in the hell would you come out and say this during the middle of the season? What does this do to the QB? This completely rattles him. This, this, this just goes, Oh, you didn't want me. Why am I even here? What's the point? What is wrong with these owners and these GMs and the, especially these owners in this, in this day and age to say this, why, why would you go out and say this? This makes zero sense. If this is the guy that you didn't want, then why did you draft him? If you, if your head coach wanted CJ Stroud, you should have drafted CJ Stroud, right? Isn't he the driving for, I know that the GM and the owner make the decisions. Okay, fine. But collectively, if this is the guy you want, if CJ Stroud was the guy you wanted, you should have drafted him. Yeah. The, that's that an ugly thing to say. It's just not stuff that needs to be mentioned at all. No, no, this is not what you say, especially when you're one in 10 in a situation like this, when your team is completely falling about, you just fired your head coach and all this is coming out. I, I, I just was com- complete. And I was just like, why? Why would you do this? 
okay, fine. If Bryce Young is your guy, then you need to put all the chips into him in this offseason. You need to build around him. I'm hoping in the offseason when you draft when you when you go to the draft, you're gonna have a you're gonna have, you know, the the one or two pick. I know they had the whole trade with the with the Bears. The Bears will actually get their picks because the whole DJ Moore trade, you 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 threw DJ Moore away. Okay, fine, fair. You better go draft an offensive lineman because even if you draft a receiver, it's not gonna work because you don't have anybody to block Bryce Young. You've got to go back to the drawing board and go, okay, we need a new head coach. We need a young offensive mind for Bryce Young who's going to sit there and help him develop. I'm not the biggest Tua guy, but I will say this. Mike Daniel has helped out Tua so much. He has elevated him. Yes, you can say he has Tyreek Hill. But the one thing that, I will, that, I've, that I've seen with Mike McDaniel is when Tua throws an interception or he makes a bad mistake, he's not sitting there ripping his ass a new one on the sideline. He's not, you know, going going insane at him. He's going, okay, learn from it, move on. Just like how CJ Stroud said, uh, situation recently, he said, shoot or shoot. If I throw an interception, I'm going to keep playing. Don't let these young QBs get their confidence killed, right? Look look what look what's happened with Jones. Mac Jones is talking about – I always talk about, like, the, the, the best quarterbacks in history all yeah. – had interception problems besides Brett besides Favre. Tom Brady, but yeah, yeah, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning. I mean, you look at the guys from the eighties and the, the yeah. earlier they were. I mean, they were interception machines. So, like, yeah, an interception didn't used to be the used to it didn't used to have the negative connotation that it does today. Like, no, it was always bad. But now you look at somebody throwing interception, it's like, is he terrible? Right. Like, right. It used to be. It used to be that it wasn't so bad. Now, yeah. now you 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 see a rookie quarterback throwing two interceptions in a game, and you're like, "Well, he's crucified the worst quarterback ever." Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, social media has a lot to do with that too, because the problem is now. Years ago, you would watch NFL Network and you'd watch ESPN. You would watch it back, but you weren't sitting there on your phone looking at the interception, playing it back and playing it back in your mind and going, "Oh my God, that quarterback made a bad throw." But a lot of people don't really understand. Like, well, how about the defensive back made a really great play? He jumped the route. Just the same thing happened with the Josh Allen uh, play when um, he tried to throw to Diggs and James Bradbury completely jumped the route. Yeah, Josh Allen probably shouldn't have thrown the ball, but the defensive back James Bradbury made a hell of a play. He jumped that route completely. Mm-hmm. But people sit, sit sit back and they watch that in their mind and they go, oh my God, that was such a bad throw by Josh Allen. Well, no, the, the defensive back made a hell of a play, you know? So how about this one though? Jets Aaron Rodgers reveals that his return to playing season depends on where the Jets are in terms of making the playoffs as well as his health. It was previously reported he wanted to return. Yeah, but he but he's on Pat McAfee once a week, and this would just make no sense if he were to come back. They right now they have a zero point zero one percent chance of making the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this. There's yeah. there's no reason for him to come back and play no. and risk injury further if it wasn't if it was for a team that was already on the way out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the only reason he'd want to come back and play is to prove that he could do it. Yep. But he won't play. Jets coach Robert Sala and GM Joe Douglas should be back in 2024 because the Rodgers returning is their lifeline per Zach Blatt. Yeah, this makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Rod, you, you put all your ships in for Rodgers. I would hope so. I would hope you bring back your coach, the coordinator, and everyone else. Rodgers bought his whole crew from Green Bay. He brought Lazard. He brought Tim Boyle. He brought Billy Turner. He recruited Dalvin Cook. Hey, this is the, this is the guy you wanted. You got to stick with him for next year. And let, let's hypothetically, let's just say Rodgers comes back next year and they don't have a good year. It's over. <laughs> that whole dis- that whole organization will go up in flames as if it's already not. Is <laughs> that is my biggest thing here too? Is is I know Zach Wilson was playing terrible. What is t- how is Tim Boyle any better? T- 
Tim Boyle is the worst. Like, have you seen yeah. his college stats? Yes, 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 yes. I saw that. Completion percentage. It's like, guess who how brought does him over? Like that? Does he have dirt on like like the NFL commissioner or something? No, like, guess no. Guess who brought guess who brought uh, Tim Boyle over? Aaron Rodgers. He was like, the back. He was the he was the backup QB. Get a job in 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 New England. Like he he or, was a Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay. I mean, sorry, probably um, Rodgers. <laughs> like he was an absolutely awful quarterback in yeah in college. People like that should never even no. touch an NFL practice squad. Well, Rogers brought him over. Rogers brought him over this past offseason with the Jets, and look, and there you go. So, and even Alan Lazard's another guy too. His production levels completely slipped. He was a healthy scratch this past uh, this past week. So it's it's just been oh, bad scratch. for him. Oh my! Yeah, yeah. There was a whole big thing about that. That was a massive thing about uh, Lazard being a healthy scratch. Wow. Alan Lazard being benched. Yeah. Well, because he hasn't played to his level, he's supposed to be playing. That's insane. <laughs> well, maybe he's not as good as he put out to be because Aaron Rodgers was putting the ball right in his darn hands. And I don't care because look, I mean, you know, so it's just, it's just, yeah, it's, it's very bad for the jets right now. Jets Lazard inactive versus Finns challenge to play up to his standard. Well, he's not playing up to his standard. So he hasn't been out on the fees. He got benched. And that's insane. When you think about it. Insane. So, yeah, I mean, what about this one, though? Did you see this? Who do you think has been the best rookie receiver so far this season out of the first-round picks? Ravens, Zay Flowers, Vikings, Jordan Addison, or Seahawks, JSN, or Chargers, Quinton Johnston? I think it's a debate between Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers. What did you What did you see this one here? Definitely not Quinton Johnson. Has he been? No, nah, he he's, like, he's been. He's been. Catches this year. He's been. He's been bad this season. He had the bad uh, drop against the Chargers, and then he didn't really do much against the. Um, uh, Ravens this past Sunday. Zay Flowers has been exceptional. It's him and Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison actually leads rookies in all touchdowns and yards, and then it's um, and then it's Zay Flowers. Uh, as a as an AFC North uh, person, I'm not going to give any credit to Zay Flowers. <laughs> I will take Jordan Addison. Yeah. Yep. How about this one though? Jordan Love is starting to hit his stride. Him and Aaron Rodgers in their first eleven games, twenty five two thousand five hundred ninety nine passing yards, twenty one total touchdowns, identical stats. Is that not insane? Uh, it is insane. I'm not saying Aaron. I'm not saying Jordan Love is going to turn out to be Aaron Rodgers, but it's time that we start watching Jordan Love week in and week out, and starting to see that this is the quarterback that they drafted. This is the reason why he sat behind Aaron Rodgers those few years, and we're starting to see him slowly develop with his receivers, his young group, and we're starting to see him take that next stride. I mean, he was really good in that Lions game: 125.5 QB rating, 268 passing yards, three touchdowns, no picks, and 22 to 32. So what, let's see this week against the Chiefs because he's going to get another opportunity this Sunday against the Chiefs to watch him play in a big primetime game, and we'll see. So, I mean, you're slowly starting to build upon that. I have the next one up here still as Bengals, but you don't want to talk about that, though. But there was a few things, though. The Deontay Johnson play, did you see that? I'm sure you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is just bad. This is, this yeah, that's is, this, an ugly look. This goes back to the, the take or the, the opinion about the Diva receivers. You wonder why you're getting chat, you're getting ripped and shredded online when you're doing stuff like this. So, I don't know. Did you see? You didn't watch the game though, but the dirty late hit on from T.J. Watt on Browning. Did you see that? He kind of oh, yeah, T.J. Watt kind of came up behind him. Did you think that was a dirty hit? It was definitely late. Yeah. Yeah. It was a full two steps before after the ball was thrown. Yeah. It it was it was one I was just like oh jeez yeah up. he didn't let up either whatsoever. no he, he full on went into that one though but yeah the Deontay Johnson the banned from the league in my opinion yeah 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 relax all right I'm sure Miles Garrett. um briefly before we wrap up the NFL you saw the whole thing about Tom Brady and how he's on Stephen A. Smith's show and the mediocre comments right you saw that 
Oh yeah. What what I want to hear your opinion about it. Uh I, I think it's it's very common for old heads to talk about their day as if it was some sort of upper echelon of of uh of excellence. Mm-hmm. So it's it's old hard head. for me to give much merit to it, but obviously I wasn't there. Um right. but it's 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 every throughout history every older person has always said that their time was always much better yes back in their day everyone believes back in their day was the was the best time so right it's just it's a recurring cycle that everyone goes through so well barry sanders barry sanders refuted this and so did alex smith because alex smith said that this was the easiest division you played in the easiest division tom well yeah tom brady played in the easiest division alex smith but also you have to realize that they still went to the playoffs and they dominated and they also won six Super Bowls. And then he went to Tampa and he won a Super Bowl there. Now, yes, I understand it's a team game, but we like to go off of quarterback and quarterback play. How can you sit here and say, okay, easiest division? It doesn't matter if the, it was mediocre or not. Tom Brady still dominated the NFL for 20 freaking seasons. Yeah. 22 seasons. Alex Smith. I, was... I just, I was like, well, Alex, do you realize what Tom Brady did in the Super Bowls? <laughs> like, it's not like he sunk up. To, it's not like, okay, they won all those games in the regular season and they just completely, you know, wet the bed in the, in the playoffs. No, they dominated. <laughs> right? So, I don't know. How about this one, though? Rex Ryan tells Bill Belichick the truth. Tom Brady was the only reason you won anyway. Be- Belichick's career record doesn't lie. Belichick's 82 and 98 without Brady. He won't, but this is another thing too. I wrote this down. Belichick won two Super Bowls without Brady when he was the DC for the Giants. Yeah, he had Lawrence Taylor, but you can't sit here and say that Belichick is it was all Brady because was was Brady calling the, was Brady calling the defensive plays? Was did Brady give up three points in the Super Bowl against the Rams? Did Brady uh, help? Was Brady the def, uh, a big part of the defense when they won their first two Super Bowls against the uh, Rams, uh, Eagles, and the Panthers? Did Brady go out and play defense? Yeah, Brady was a huge part of their system, 100%. But to say the Patriot way died when Brady left is so unfair. The Patriots defense isn't even bad this season. I, I just, yeah. I don't know. What, what did you think about that? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. The It seems like, yeah, the, the, the wins should be attributed evenly or at, 100%. At least given more credit to Belichick. Uh, although it's not, it's not a secret that being an offensive, uh, being a coach is a lot easier when you have an all-time quarterback. Right. Let's take away, take away, take away uh, Mah- um, Mahomes and Andy Reid. What was he with Alex Smith? Not much. Uh, like the thing is, it's like we want to sit here and just and just chastise these coaches when when Brady leaves or how this and that. It's like, well, or or they want they, they wanted to do it at the beginning of this year when Russell Wilson and Sean Payton got together. Sean Payton's overrated. Sean Payton's overrated. He only had Drew Brees. It's like it's so. Bill Belichick went ten and seven with the Patriots when Brady left. With the, the before the after he drafted Mac Jones that first year they went ten and seven. They went to the wild card. They got absolutely blitzed. They still went ten and seven with Mac Jones. Yeah, you yeah. didn't win anything, but it's like, you know. So, this one though, this is that we got to briefly talk about Mac Jones. Bill Belichick on picking Mac Jones in the first round. Organizationally, we thought it was the right thing to do. Now, I've been having a few thoughts about this 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 past weekend because it was a very rough game to watch. We were actually at Buster's when Mac Jones got drafted. He was the 15th pick from the Patriots. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, they drafted, Fields was drafted, Trey Lance was drafted, um, Zach Wilson was drafted. Okay, fine. I'm thinking, all right, Mac Jones is available for the Patriots, Alabama. Okay, this would be a perfect fit. You know, this, this will work. But 
my you know my it's funny and i will die on a hill saying this my initial reaction was is no don't draft mac jones i thought he was good in college i was concerned but then i was like okay no this is a great fit for new england this can be a good fit how could you be wrong the first year he looked great he had 22 touchdowns 13 interceptions second highest completion percentage by a rookie of all time he was gelling he was growing with josh mcdaniels and then you fire josh mcdaniels left he took the raiders job and then you hired Patricia as a defensive coordinator who's calling plays as an offensive coordinator. Okay, fine. Every coach knows X's and O's, but I don't think that was the best decision to hire a defensive coordinator and bring him as an, as, as, on your team as a, how do they call them, as like a correspondent, basically. Okay, fine. Jones got hurt. He had the ankle sprain last year. Sure, the season was rough. Then you had this upcoming season. You didn't go out and get, get him any help. You didn't go out and get any receivers. The offensive line is, is aging. It's not that good. You got a couple pieces, but it was banged up earlier in the year. So, and now you're sitting here that I think it's done for Jones in New England. I, I, he, I think he, I could be wrong, but I, I just think it, it's, it's over because I don't know how you even repair this. He looks just completely, like I said before, deer in the headlights in the press conference. He, I'm watching him on tape and I'm watching him throw it, the ball. He doesn't even look like he has putting any like, confidence into it it just looks so like he's not even using his legs like that throw against the giants where he threw the interception quarterbacks mechanics he didn't even set his feet he just kind of airmailed it back jones didn't do that in his rookie year like that now i know some people mac mac max some people would say the ceiling was never that high well the ceiling could have been a lot higher after the first week after his first season when he was developed he was starting to grow and then it's like i just feel like max i feel like the patriots have failed mac jones no listen Mac Jones has turned the ball over a lot. Yes, I, I will sit here and I will say he should, he should be playing better. But when your receivers aren't creating a separation, your tight ends are not on the same page with you, and you don't have a very good offensive line, I don't know what the quarterback is supposed to do. And your head's on the chopping block every time you make a pass. Like, 100%. Belichick's ready to put in the yep. back on yep. the, at, at any yep, you mistake. You said it perfectly. Like not a healthy place for the quarterback to be. No, Mac Jones is playing with no confidence. Doesn't even Belichick even know what the direction he wants to go. Did you, this past week, actually, Belichick wouldn't. You know, how Belichick likes to play mind games like chess, not checkers. Well, this past week, when leading up to the Giants game, he wouldn't say who the starting QB was. There was a report that, that came out: Ezekiel Elliott, Hunter Henry, Ramondre Stevens, and they all knew that Mac Jones was the starter. Why are you playing games, Bill? Like everybody knows, Mac Jones is your starter going into the week. Billy Zappi is is not the guy. We know that. And okay, if you, have, if you have a quarterback problem in New England, that's fine. But this is my last point I'll make here. If Mac Jones isn't your guy, just bench, bench him and get it over with, Max. Because it, it's not fair to him. It's not fair to the organization, to the fans. You've killed his confidence already. I think he's broken completely. Just, just go, hey, let's sit, sit him down and go, let's put you in the room. We're going to bench you for the rest of the season. We, it, it hasn't worked out. We're going to go with Zappy for the rest of the year you know, will part ways in the off season, but don't keep bringing him back in and back and forth. What is this going to do? This is just going to keep rattling him. <laughs> He's a young QB with no, per with no real good personnel. And I, I think it's done. I think it's over. So I agree, but yeah, so it was tough. How about this one though? Tyree kills says the 2023 dolphins are better than the 2019, 2020 super bowl champion, Kansas city chiefs. Did you see that? No. Tyree Kill said that yeah, Tyree Kill says a lot of <laughs> trying to talk about the Dolphins. Like well, he, he compares to it at Mahomes all the time. It's just like, dude, we we all know, you know, everyone knows that Tua is not Mahomes. So like, <laughs> everyone in the world can see it. You don't have to say it to like right. be nice to your teammate. Like 
dude, they're, I mean, yeah, they've got a really creative, really fun to watch offense that they're, they're good, but I mean, they've, they've had some real flashes of, of, of flashes is the wrong word, but some real moments of darkness too. Like they're, they're going to have to. Yeah. I mean, right now the product is there. You're going to have to compete with the chiefs and the Ravens and the AFC. And if you, so we're going to see coming down the stretch here, they got a couple tough games coming up as well. They still have the Cowboys and the bills. They still have the Ravens as well. So their end of the season is, is, is tough just like last year. So we're going to see what they're made of at the end here. Again, it's going to kind of just kind of go back in a cycle, but yeah, college football though, Kirby smart, Alabama's quarterback, Jalen Rowe is a bigger physical version of Lamar Jackson. Wow. That was, that was a bold, that was a bold statement there. Whew. Because Georgia plays Alabama this weekend. That's going to be a great game in the SEC Championship. Georgia's head coach has a very high opinion of Alabama. Milrow ahead of Saturday's SEC Championship. No offense to Tim Tebow, but this guy's different. Wow. I was, I was like, wow. So how about this one here? This one's for you. A possible New Year's Six of the, New Year's Six of the favorites all win this week. Georgia versus FSU, Michigan, Oregon, Texas, Missouri, Ohio State, um, Louisville, Washington, Bama, Penn State, and Tulane. You, Georgia plays FSU. If that's the case, Max, oh my God, you guys are going to get absolutely slaughtered. No. Oh my no. God. You'll lose no it all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, dude, if we beat Louisville, I don't see how we don't get in. And yeah. You guys definitely, I mean, yeah. You guys definitely should get in. How about this one, though? We'll see. This one, though. Michigan beats Ohio State 30 to 24. Ryan Day, does he deserve to be fired? Did you see this whole thing? Dude, absolutely not. Give your opinion. Like, you, where do you? I just hate this, like this, this shit where you've got you've got a coach that's that's winning all, all every game but one. He's almost lost three every years year. In a, he's lost three years in a row to Michigan. Yeah. Where do you go to find a guy that beats Michigan every year? Like, where do you go from Ryan Day? They, they don't they don't grow on trees like these I agree. these coaches. I I can understand not liking the guy, but like, it's not. Do you want to restart? Like getting a new coach means a new rebuild. Like means new recruits. It's like you you could you could set yourself back to a seven win season, and then you're then you're really pissed. Like eleven game. Like you're, they're still in playoff contention, right? Like, well, there's I still think... a chance that they make it in the playoffs. Two things so here. Like... One, they have a quarterback problem. Kyle McCord is not the guy. We all know that. Two, the problem is is Ryan Day can't beat Michigan. It's not about what we want. It's what the boosters. And the, and the athletic program wants and how much money they give to that organization. And they say, hey, you're not winning these games. You're going to have to go. That's, that's how it is, especially in college football. You can have 11-1 seasons, 10-1 seasons, 12-1. You can three all these winning seasons. If you can't get to the big game and we're paying you all this money and we're a big program, it might be time to hit the road. I think with the expansion of the play, college football playoff, Ryan Day will be just fine next year with 11-1. and one. I think like, they have to go in a different direction at QB though. I think they got I yeah. think Kyle McCord is not the answer. I think we all know that. And I think he's got to go, uh, but you know, who do you go to? That's the thing too. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's going to be this one here though. I know you watched the FSU UF game. So we got to talk a little bit about that. The FSU won 24 to 15. Were you nervous at all during the game when FSU was down or no? I mean, of course, always. Yeah, of course. We, we've got a backup quarterback. You don't know what to expect. And, uh, and then he gets I'm, hurt. <laughs> yep. So we, we still won. That's all that matters. Yeah. You won. You know, that's the thing though. 24 to 15. In the but swamp. Yeah, you did. You beat us in the swamp. Did you see uh, the, the thing at the end of the game with the FSU player cut a chunk out of the field with scissors and took a picture with it after beating the Gators? Police yeah, we do it every, came. We do it every away game. 
Yeah, but did you see the reporter that uh, reported it? She got like 9 million views from this tweet and people were just ripping her to shreds because of, okay, this is my opinion on this. Not here. Yeah, it's not a new thing. It's It's been since 1962 when FSU wins a road game in Florida State is the underdog, a road game at the University of Florida, ACC championship or bowl game. The captains return with a piece of the opponent's toe to be buried in the sod cemetery. So you know this. But my take on here is, right, if you're a Florida Gators football player, if you have any pride, heart, and soul for your team, for your f- fan base, for a rivalry game, you don't let this happen. I don't care if it's grass, turf, whatever it is. As a Gators player, you don't let this happen. This is just, you can't. You can't let this happen. As a player, if you care that much about your team, I don't care if you're one in one in eleven. You you don't win a game. I don't care. You don't let this happen in a rivalry game. These this should not happen. And I get it. FSU's you tradition. Every sure. Gator that ever existed. What? You, you should, I mean that's it's been happening since the sixties. You'd look that's fine. I'm just, I'm, I'm, and- I'm just saying as a as a pride as a player, right? If you're on the team, you don't let the other team come into your home and rip out your turf. Yeah. Or your grass. It's not that deep. It, it, but st- the point is, is you don't let this happen if you're a player. If you, it's the point. That's the thing. You don't lose. Well, that too, right? You don't lose a hundred percent. But still, you still don't let this happen. Uh, I disagree. It, There's a lot of things when people say you don't let this happen, like like Terrell Owens spiking the ball on the the Cowboys. You don't field, let that happen. And they, you still lost. So what are you going to do about it? Kevin Byard tried. Kevin Byard tried it a few years ago when he was on the Titans and the Cow when, against the Cowboys, and they didn't let it happen. They said, "You're not doing this on our field." You're not going to walk into our house and do this. What? Did they win? I don't know. I don't remember. I just saw that. I just, the it was a while ago. Football. Yeah, but still. It's not about somebody hurting your feelings because they, they took a piece of your grass. It's about winning the football game. Fair. All right. I mean, you, you know where I stand on it, so. All right, though, this one here, a little bit of pop culture, then we're going to wrap up. Did you see Harvard continues to Harvard? Now they're offering classes that cover Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey relationship. Good. They're gonna they're gonna be starting in twenty twenty four. Our culture, it's 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 American history, and everyone should know American yeah. history as an American. <laughs> a new course called Taylor Swift and Her World is available to students, and according to its instructor, English professor Stephanie Burt spoke to TMZ. We'll touch on the current state of Swift and her relationship with Kelsey. Why are we offering a course about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, Max? What do you mean, Joe? Like in, in among important characters in American history, you have George Washington, Abe Lincoln, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. It's like, and, and in no particular order, it could you could switch it up in any direction. The course so, will explore the literary merit of Swift because her personal life is part of her songwriting. There must be some talk about her love life. So then, I hope I hope every college gets a course about Tom Brady and his dominance in New England. I hope they. I hope every co- Tom college. Brady, Tom Brady doesn't hold a candle to Taylor Swift. I hope every I hope every co- uh, course every college gives a course to LeBron James. Joe, Taylor Swift. LeBron James getting his own museum, so. <laughs> LeBron James is nobody compared to Taylor Swift. And that's I just... know, but a course, Max, about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Come on. That's a little bit much. You would think no, college students not, are going to. not enough, Joe. There should be a course in every, in Max, every institution. College students are going to pay for a course for Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. So you're going to go to class and you're going to sit there and you're going to learn from a professor about what you see online and what she sees or, or him or her or whatever. And you're going to sit there and you're going to go, oh, wow, we're going to sit and learn about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey today? What are we going to sit there and dissect how they're holding hands? Hey, listen, hold on, Joey. I Come think on. Mixed up. This is a class about Taylor Swift, not about Travis Kelsey. Taylor nope. Swift and her literary nope. and her literary story. And Travis Kel- Go look it up online right now. And it says, and Travis Kelsey's relationship. What's this course called? 
I don't know. Go look it up. New co- Oh, a new course called Taylor Swift and Her World. Yeah. So it's about Taylor Swift. And I'm sure so, it'll be about Travis Kelsey as well. I don't think so. Um, I'm, oh, I'm sure. Joe, you, you, your, your alma mater, University of Florida added, added a store, added a course to uh, about Taylor Swift. There you go. There yeah, you go. Taylor Swift. would have been in it too as, a, as, no. a, as an English major. No, I wouldn't have. Joe, you basically are, you basically majored in Taylor Swift. I have not. You have a you have a degree in Taylor Swift. The amount of no, time I I'm not a Swifty like that. I just like to talk about it because it's interesting. Right. Yeah, here it is. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey go Ivy League. Harvard set to set to offer course on them. So that's it right there. So they will be talking about both of them. Why is it not called? Why is it not called Travis Kelsey class? Then it's called Taylor Swift class. Well, I'm just reading on what I see, and it says well, here, Taylor Swift Harvard course will cover relationship. Wrong. Okay, well, when you see in 2024, when the year starts, the new year starts, and all the new year stuff is over, and they have a course about Taylor Swift, and Travis Kelsey is brought it's up in it, about Travis I don't want to hear it. It's a literary it. class, Joe. Travis Kelsey's never written anything other than a tweet. Doesn't have to be. It's going to be, uh, I, I guarantee you, they will talk about both of them. You and I both know that Travis Kelsey will be brought up in that course. You know it. I'm sure he will be mentioned, sure, but it's not, not about s- that. It's an entrepreneurship class about Taylor Swift and her and business and literary excellence. It's not about that's fine. Not about their relationship. It, I'm telling you, it'll the relationship will be brought up in that course. I, I will bet you seventy eight dollars to this. It's not anything to do with Travis Kelsey. Why does that maybe they mention their relationship once? Well, maybe not, the class maybe. is not about their relationship. It'll be about it'll be about the relationship, a part of it. What do you teach about a relationship, Joe? It's not about a relationship. It's a it's a fucking literary course. <laughs> Taylor, here it is. Harvard's Taylor Swift course curriculum. All right, we don't care yeah. about the other journalists what they have to say. Fine. All right, fine. How about this one? Bradley Cooper says he's rather rather win the Eagles Super Bowl than him win multiple Oscars. Did you see this? Yes. What did you think of that? I love it. That's, that's would you give up? It's all would about you, the team, not about the individual uh, accolades. Would you give up your most ex, Would you give up your most expensive camera for the Bengals to win a Super Bowl? Absolutely not. Really? Maybe. How much is your most expensive camera? A lot. So would you give it up for the Bengals to win a Super Bowl? No. Wow. Come on. Not happening. All right, this one here. A couple, a couple last ones. Did you see this? A naked Disneyland streaker possibly on drugs. It's it's a small world, right? Did you see that? I did see that this morning, actually. What did you think about that? I think uh, Disney fans should be allowed to explore and enjoy the park however they say fit. And um, Well, not like that. No, yeah. However you see fit, they should no. be able to enjoy it that way. Quit trolling. There's little kids at this park. Come on now. Well, then there shouldn't be little kids at this park if there's Disneyland is there. for kids, not for creepy adult adult weirdos streaking in on uh, rides for young kids. It's a small world ride, Max. It's like three and four-year-olds. He's just trying to have fun, Joe. Yeah, and he got arrested, as rightfully so as he should have. One guy yelled, idiot, in front of all these kids. One one man yelled. The guy who's a 26-year-old was arrested at Disneyland after stripping down on It's a Small World Ride. What goes through, through people's minds to do this kind of stuff? You're at a kid's park. Probably what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, that's sad. I mean, that's just, that's insane. So, anyways, there, how about this this one here? Did you see? I don't know if you saw this though. Do you remember remember last year when that model shot her shot with Tom Brady at the Bucks game? Yep. Well, she Veronica Rajek shoots her shot with Travis Kelsey as Taylor Swift tours abroad. So she went to the Raiders game and she tried shooting a shot with Travis Kelsey on through an Instagram post. Yeah, clout chasing. LB Not did there. their best, but the Chiefs played awesomely. She said while forgetting to add the context, they were once down fourteen to zero. 
I have to admit, Kelsey's such a great player and Hunk as well. I get you, Taylor, road less taken. At Raiders, let's trade in. Kill a Trav in Vegas. Let's do Taylor Swift. Show residency. Let's grab all the best donuts in town. Huh? Is that not weird? Stop chasing. Yes, it's weird. She's that's doing so you're, weird. You're giving her exactly what she wants, and that's tension. That's that's what. Yeah, she's but still, that's, I don't care. That's weird. It's just you did it with Tom Brady last year. I know what you're saying, Cloud Chasing. You did it with point, Tom Brady though. last it's year. It's supposed yeah, to it's, be out of the ordinary to get people to talk about it. That's it's weird. Point. Yep. There you go. She's she's doing her job. Yep. So, you got anything else to add? Nope, Joe. I got to go to work. So let's wrap it up. Alrighty, let's do it. Last one here. McDonald's is testing a new restaurant with no walk-in orders for drive-through lanes. So in 2024, a restaurant that McDonald's is going to have is they're going to be getting rid of uh, no walk-in orders. They should be doing drive-throughs. What do you think about that? I think financially it makes sense, uh, but as a as a, a dine-in customer, I would prefer to. I often would prefer to eat in and have mm. somewhere to eat rather than my car. So. As a customer, I don't love it, but it makes sense for McDonald's. I'm sure a lot of their business comes from uh, just drive-throughs. For me, I think it. I mean, yeah, like you said, it makes makes sense financially. But I think they always mess your order up through the drive-through. I think going through McDonald's in makes way more sense than going through drive-through. You go if you inside, want the order done right. And, you don't order McDonald's at all. That's that's well, that's that too. But you go inside now. They're just give. They're just pushing you off to the kiosks, anyways. Yep. So. All right. Well, I think that does it for us, Max. Make sure to follow us on YouTube, the Inquisitive Mamba Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, the Inquisitive Mamba Podcast, Apple Podcast, the Inquisitive Mamba Podcast. We talked some pop culture. We talked NFL. Max is boycotting the Bengals. We all know that. UF, FSU, uh, college football this weekend. FSU, the playoff hunt is alive. We shall see. We will see you guys next time. See ya.